everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. I am your host, Katie Zaccardi, and this is the place where we're going to talk all things wellness, mindset, and mental health in the music industry. So on this week's episode, I wanted to take you all through a day in the life, specifically when it comes to my wellness routine. As musicians and as entrepreneurs, which if you are a solo artist or a you know DIY artist or whatever you want to call it, you are both of those things. <laughs> and I am both of those things too. Um, I am a musician and I am an entrepreneur separately and together. And as a wellness coach, I get a lot of questions about how it's even possible to create a wellness routine when our schedules as musicians are so crazy and up in the air. And sometimes there's late nights and sometimes we don't know exactly what our day's going to look like, especially if we're doing some more freelance things or we have shows or things like that. So I wanted to walk you all through my day in the life and my wellness routine. And I'll also talk about how you can make some of these things work for you, no matter what your life and your schedule looks like. So just for a little bit of context before we dive in, I currently... Obviously, I'm an entrepreneur. I run my own business. I do that full time and I do work from home. So luckily, I don't really have a commute to go to work or do anything like that. And everything that I do is pretty much virtual, which is great. But I want to provide that context just so that you know where I'm coming from as I walk through this day to day. So the first thing I do when I wake up, and I'll preface this as well by saying that I need a lot of sleep. (laughs) If you listen to last week's episode, uh, you'll hear me talk about the importance of sleep. I need a lot of sleep. So I'm the kind of person who sleeps like nine hours a night, maybe even nine and a half if I can swing it. So I, because I can, which I know not everyone can, but I wake up around 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m. Now, when I wake up, I will get out of bed, obviously go to the bathroom. I will do the whole bathroom thing, you know, brush my teeth, um, wash my face. Usually I shower at night, so we'll get to that. But if for some reason I decide I want to shower in the morning, what I've been doing lately, which is actually very nice, is take a bath in the morning. But I will save that for the end because I want to talk about what my typical day is like, not what I do sometimes. (laughs) Okay, so I wake up, I do my morning routine in the bathroom, and then I will then usually go downstairs and get my gua sha tool, which is just like a little facial tool similar to a jade roller, which you guys might be a little bit more familiar with, and do some lymphatic drainage on my face after I wash my face and put oil on it because you have to have oil on your face before you gua sha. So I'll wash my face, I put oil on it as a moisturizer, and then I will do my lymphatic drainage. And I'll do a... IGTV on gua shaing just so you guys can like see a little bit what that actually looks like and what the heck I'm talking about. (laughs) So head to my Instagram at Katie Zaccardi for more information on that. But after I do that, I will usually get back into bed for a second while I do my symptom track tracking and journaling. So um, I used to do this in a journal, but now I actually created a spreadsheet to track my symptoms. So if any, for anyone who's been following me for a while, you know that I have been on a journey to holistically heal from a lot of things I struggle with, allergies, asthma, um, anxiety, migraines, things like that. And I have been really trying to 
watch what I eat and see what foods might trigger it and what supplements help, what what doesn't help, what symptoms I have on different days, especially with someone who has allergies and asthma, I literally will track the weather and my cycle and things like that so that I can get a better feel for what's causing flare-ups, what's causing my symptoms to be worse, and I can see if and when my symptoms start to get a lot better. So I do that every morning. And I'll put in things for um, the immediate morning, like what I've done and what medications I've taken in the morning. So during this time too, I'll like, I take an inhaler. So I'll take my inhaler and I'll take my probiotic. And then I'll write all that down and I'll fill in everything from yesterday, the day before. And then after I do that, so obviously this is very specific to me, right? Like if you don't really struggle with any sort of allergies or any illnesses or things that you're trying to track or figure out or monitor, then this wouldn't really be relevant to you. But if you are and you're interested a little bit more in how I do this and how I came up with the tracker, shoot me a message on Instagram because I would love to talk about it with you. I think it's really helpful if you are trying to get healthier or lose weight or you know, like I said, monitor symptoms, whatever those symptoms may be of any dis-ease in your body. Um, this is a really, really great tool. So after I do my symptom tracking, then I will, now I've been doing this Start Today journal by Rachel Hollis. My coach, Chloe, gave it to me um, over the new year. So I started doing this and basically it takes me literally under five minutes, but you write out a few things that you're grateful for every day and you write out 10 dreams that you are making happen and then you write out one big goal. So it's just a little bit of journaling and I really actually like it because it puts what I'm manifesting, what I'm going for and what I'm like living my life for, you know, why I'm why I'm here and what I want to bring in in my life, it puts it in the forefront of my day. So every day I can wake up feeling positive and see these things that I'm that I'm going out for and really just try to embody that as I go through my day. So that's pretty simple. It doesn't take me that long to do either of those things. And then after I do that, after I do my morning routine, Oh, and I forgot to mention that usually right after I do my bathroom routine, I'll actually go into my kitchen and I will make um, a vitamin C drink. So I use Equilibrium Nutrition's Alkalizing Vitamin C. And that is, first of all, it's just vitamin C. That particular type, Alkalizing Vitamin C, is supposed to help with allergies. So that's why I use that specific one. So I'll just heat up a little bit of warm water um, in my Keurig and then I will make the drink, come upstairs to my bed, (laughs) get back in bed for a second, do my journaling while I sip on that. Little small tidbit, but it is relevant because I, from the morning, from the moment I wake up, I'm really just trying to make sure I'm getting all my supplements in, support my body as much as possible. And it's great to start off with something warm. So like an alkalizing vitamin C drink or um, warm water with a little bit of lemon and sea salt. Sometimes I'll do that as well. That's really great because it ultra hydrates your body right upon waking. And who doesn't like to have something warm like right when they wake up? Especially because what I will do next is go make my breakfast. <laughs> and that breakfast is a smoothie. You guys have probably heard me talk about this plenty before. But if you are interested in the smoothie I make or if you want a smoothie recipe or any other breakfast recipes, because I also will sometimes do oatmeal um, if I feel like it, you can head to my freebie that goes along with this episode at bit.ly slash out to be recipe. 
So there you will find um, a freebie of just simple recipes, simple, easy, quick recipes, cheap recipes that will save you money for musicians. So if you are looking for some recipe ideas or some ways to eat healthy, definitely check out this freebie. And my go-to smoothie recipe is in that freebie. So I will make my smoothie. It includes protein powder. So I get some protein in and I will basically just sip that over like an hour and a half period. I I honestly drink it pretty slowly and I'll drink that throughout the morning and I will dive into work. So after I make my smoothie, I just dive into work. Now, much like musicians and artists, whether you're doing it full-time or part-time or you work full-time and you're doing it in all of your spare time, my schedule looks different day to day, but I do try to do some batch working. So this is not a podcast about time management or batch working, but I'll just mention it real quick so you, again, can just get a feel for like how my days flow. On Mondays, I do most of my admin work. On Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I take calls, coaching calls or record podcasts and things like that. So for for other people's podcasts, that is. So Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are the days where I'm kind of talking and really, really communicating with my clients. Now, I check in with my clients every day of the week, but Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are the days that I'm really chatting with them. Thursdays is a little bit lighter. So on Thursdays, I will also do some creative work and maybe work on some random side projects or just do some things that um, I wasn't able to get done the rest of the week. And then on Friday, I leave open for creative days and I leave open to do basically whatever I feel compelled to do in that day. So the truth is that Things will come up all the time and week to week it will vary what my call schedule looks like. It will vary what projects I'm working on and I do adjust to that. But you can see that I've created a kind of guideline and structure for how my week does go so that I know if someone wants to schedule a call, I can send them to my Calendly, which only has days open for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That way I'm not scheduling it on any other days of the week and I'm not cluttering things up and I'm not having to switch from brain space to different brain space as I go through the day switching between projects because I don't want to have to go from like a client call to do some like admin work and then have to do like record somebody else's podcast and then switch back to more admin work we want to I want to avoid doing things like that because it takes more energy to switch in between tasks like that so now that you get a feel for my day my week um, I'll also mention that I keep my weekends pretty open at this point Sometimes I will do calls on Saturday if it's absolutely necessary, but usually I leave my weekends totally open and I don't put pressure on myself to work or to not work. So I am a big proponent of scheduling and putting everything in your calendar. I love Google Cal so much, but even I on the weekends, unless of course I have like a party or, you know, a a plan that I want to remember (laughs) because I will forget if it's not my calendar. Other than that, I don't really plan much on my calendar on the weekends because I want to just leave it open, allow myself time to relax. And again, if I feel like doing something, I will, but I am mindful about not overdoing it. So if I had a tough week or I was really busy, I'm not going to work the weekend just because I feel like it. I'm going to be mindful about taking time off and taking time to rest. Okay, so that's that tangent. So you can see that depending on what my day looks like after my morning routine, which I just went through, I could be doing a wide variety of things. I could be doing admin work, calls, podcasts, who the heck knows. But you'll see that it does vary day to day. 
Either way, no matter what my morning work schedule looks like, I always schedule in lunch into my calendar. And this is a huge tip that I highly recommend. Now, this might not seem like big part of wellness or like, why is this in my wellness routine? But taking time for lunch is so important. And if you're anything like me, especially in the music industry, I see this a lot. It's very easy to just work all the way through lunch. And then all of a sudden it's like two or three o'clock and you realize you've barely eaten today. And you, once you realize it, you're starving. Now, the problem with that is, and listen, I'm no doctor. I'm not an expert in this at all. But the little I do know, I know that when you don't feed your body when you need to, your blood sugar will drop and you start to run on energy that you don't really want to run want to run on. So more of that like adrenaline type energy. And after a while, it can start to really harm your nervous system. So as someone who has adrenal fatigue, that is one of the things I'm currently healing from because I was going from such high stress for so long. I was constantly operating from a high stress place and that really, really affected my nervous system. So again, you could go a while without eating and think you're fine, but the reality is it could be doing damage that you don't even know about. Certainly not while it's happening at least. So all that to say, schedule in lunch because taking a break and taking lunch and time to eat a nourishing meal, that is self-care, that is wellness. And that's a big part of my routine. So I schedule an hour in every day. Do you necessarily need a full hour? No, you don't. But I do that because I know that I'll probably run a little bit over into it and I want to make sure that I have time on either end so that I'm not over scheduling myself to a point where if something does go wrong or something does come up during the day, I have no time and no flexibility to take a break or to eat lunch. So that's a big part of my day. And usually I will make a really simple lunch. Uh, I love salads. I love just like a good chickpea salad. Sometimes I'll make some lentil pasta, but I like to just keep it quick and easy. Again, I do work from home, so I'm not as much um, eating out. When I didn't work from home, I certainly would eat out for lunch probably 50% of the time. But since I am eating from home, it's easy for me to make a fresh meal right then and there. If you don't work from home, of course, you can either find a place where you can eat out, find a nutritious meal eating out. I highly recommend things like Level Up or there are a lot of rewards programs that you can join into so that if you are eating out, you can at least be rewarded. So the more money you spend, you actually get some money back. And of course, even if you are not working from home, you can always meal plan and just take your meal that you made the night before or the morning of to work with you. So again, if you're looking for more recipes, the freebie bit.ly slash out to beat recipe will give you all of these recipes I'm mentioning today and some even some more ideas for snacks and lunch and dinner. So definitely go check that out if you are curious. Now after lunch, I will get back to work and I'll also mention that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because I am working specifically with a doctor, um, I take supplements at each meal, supplements that I need based on my vitamin levels, deficiencies, and for specific things that I am trying to heal. So I'm not gonna say on this podcast exactly what I take, just because it can vary and there's a lot going on. So I'll share some of it, but I'm not gonna go through it all. So anyway, with each meal, I'll take time to just really try to focus on my meal. Listen, sometimes it doesn't always happen. Sometimes I'm totally scrolling through Instagram. I try to just put a podcast on, um, a self-development podcast or a business podcast or something funny. I love Heather McMahon. I think she's hilarious. So something that's just, 
I can listen to with ease and it isn't stressful or anything for me. Put it on while I eat so that I have like a little bit of noise because otherwise I can get kind of quiet and I can go stir crazy if I don't have some noise at any point throughout the day. (laughs) And then I'll eat my lunch and I'll take my supplements while I'm done and just try to really take some time to de-stress and relax for a little bit. All right, so lunch is over and of course I'll get back to work and probably sometime in the mid-afternoon around like three or four o'clock, I'll usually go for a snack and just take a super quick break to eat a little bit. Now, depending on the day too, there are some days where I will decide to go to acupuncture in the middle of the day because I do have that flexibility, which is great. And that's something that I think is really helpful for my personal healing journey. Now, some other days I will also have to pick up my sister because I have a younger sister and um, there's a couple days where I pick her up and drive her to skating. So there is a variety of ways my afternoon could go. But usually I'll finish the workday around 5 p.m.-ish And at that point, I will either go to yoga and then make dinner or make dinner and then go to yoga. Now, I only go to yoga about three to four times a week. I don't go every day, but I will usually go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then Friday. Sometimes I go in the morning, sometimes the evening, sometimes Sunday in the morning as well. And I'll talk about this as well because I know that especially if you are on the road or if you're working late, going to a yoga studio might not be something that is available to you. I actually used to do yoga primarily at home in my house. I used yoga with Adrienne as my guide. She is freaking awesome. And I even have my yoga certification. So the reality is I could have just done it off the cuff at home. I still can do it off the cuff at home because I do have that. But I chose to go to yoga studio specifically because when I started to work from home, if I didn't get out of the house, I would go, like I said, a little cray cray (laughs) after a while. So for me, it's a great way to have community, get myself out, and of course, get those practices in. And before that, I used to try to do 20 minutes of yoga every day. Now I'm just doing longer practices three to four times a week. So I mention this because it's all about figuring out what works for you. If you do work alone or you're kind of like alone for a lot of the week or you just like the community that a yoga studio provides, then definitely do that. And if you are able to be local and commit to going multiple times a week, I highly recommend saving money by getting some sort of monthly membership or unlimited pass or um, usually studios will have like a 10 pack or something that you can buy and save money. So that's a great hack as well instead of playing paying class by class. But if that's not an option for you, whether you're traveling or you just don't want to spend the money on it or you're new to yoga and you're just like not really sure, I highly recommend trying something at home. And now this goes for Pilates and working out as well. Like there's so many great free resources out there for you to get started at home. So for you, while you might not be going to a yoga studio, you can certainly still integrate this into your routine. And especially, it's especially great because videos like Yoga with Adrienne's, she has short ones, she has really long ones. Literally, they can vary from five minutes to an hour. So you have a variety of options that you can do based on how much time you have. You don't have to commit to doing a full hour practice every single evening, but you can still do five or 10 or 20 minutes of yoga or working out or running or getting on the treadmill or whatever it might be based on your schedule, which is awesome because as busy musicians, we don't always have an excess of time 
to spend on self-care. And it can be really frustrating when we're looking at people who you know, are talking about this and even me sharing, oh, I go to yoga and I do like an hour yoga class every evening. You might be thinking, well, that's great for you. You can do that, but I can't. So what am I going to do? I'm sharing this honestly with you. Yes, I do have this flexibility now. I didn't always have this flexibility. And so what I did in the past was use the online resources for me. And so that's something that you can do as well. Make it work for you. Whatever you want to try, I mean, listen, the internet's crazy. There's so much out there. The world is very developed. There are a lot of options for you to figure it out and make it work for you. It just might take a little bit of extra effort to think about how it works best for you. All right, so like I said, I will usually go to yoga and then make dinner, depending on what time yoga is. It could be swapped, but whatever. So I will, for dinner, again, just make a healthy meal. Usually for dinner, I'll make some sort of um, either fish or chicken or other um, animal protein, because I am not vegetarian, and try to incorporate a vegetable. And I love my carbs, so some sort of carb, even though I'm gluten-free, I'm like obsessed with sweet potatoes and potatoes and quinoa and stuff like that. So I'll eat dinner at this point. Usually I will be relaxing with friends, with family, eating, whatever the day looks like for me. And then if it is a normal day and I'm not going out or doing anything and it's just kind of like, okay, ate dinner and now we're just chilling and go to bed. Usually I'll watch a little bit of TV because I love me some TV and I truly believe that you can totally be successful even if you watch TV despite what the haters might say or what some people might tell you that you have to sacrifice everything in the world in order to be successful. It's not true. Trust me. Um, so I'll sometimes watch a little bit of TV um, Bachelor is a fave, Schitt's Creek is a fave, okay, Grey's Anatomy, The Good Place, those are all my top faves lately, but, and if I'm not watching TV, then usually I will play some piano, maybe just sing a little bit at the piano, or maybe a guitar, because I play guitar as well, so it just kind of depends, but lately I've been loving the piano. I kind of go through phases. Does anybody else do this? Like, if you play multiple instruments, do you ever go through a phase where, you're just like really into this one specific instrument for a while and then you kind of switch to the other one for a while. I don't know why I, I always do that, but I do. So the goal here, I really try not to, you know, just spend the whole evening scrolling on my phone. Sometimes I do. It happens to all of us. But but if I notice that I'm doing it in kind of what's <laughs> becoming an unhealthy way, like I'm just looking at random people's um, Instagrams or I'm like stuck stuck in my discovery page and I like can't seem to get out then usually at that point I will make sure that I go and do something else like play the piano like get away from technology altogether so that's some time after dinner taking some time just to chill decompress do shit do whatever I feel like doing now if you're working full-time this might be the time where you say all right but this is the time I have to do music so how do I do self-care during this time if that's when I have to do music that's totally fine. Make sure that you're just doing some self-care in the morning and take an hour or an hour and a half to work on music during this time. My advice would be just don't overwhelm yourself. So let's say you do work full time and you're coming home and you want to work on music. Take some time first to do that decompressing, to make dinner, to relax a little bit, to shake it out, maybe get some movement in. And then once you've done that, 
take some time, maybe an hour, an hour and a half to work on music each night. It's totally doable. But what we want to avoid and what I find causes um, a more likeliness for burnout and certainly causes high levels of stress is when we do go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing and we don't take any breaks. So whether you are working full-time as a musician or full-time as an entrepreneur, like basically my example is, or you are working full-time and then coming home and then either going to a gig or going to just do some writing or do some admin work for your music, whatever it might be, make sure you are taking breaks. That is the key here. So you can see in my morning, I take it a little bit slow before I dive right in. I take a lunch break and then I will take an afternoon break, even if it's just for a few minutes. And then I will, you know, have a dinner break, of course, and have time around dinner to decompress. So all of those things are really important because if we kept going, if you woke up, you went to your full-time job, you worked straight through the day, you ate lunch at your desk, you commuted home, and then you quickly made dinner. And while you ate dinner, you like tried to do admin work and write, write a song. That will put your brain on overload and your body. If you're not taking time to really like be with your food as cheesy as it might sound, (laughs) take time to like really just eat your food but in a non-distracted way, it can mess up your digestive system. It can mess up your your stress levels. And we just want to take some time so that you're not rushing into everything and you're allowing your brain to have moments of rest and moments of stillness. You don't even have to meditate every day. I mean, as you'll see here in this episode, I don't actually have a super active meditation practice aside from my meditation in my yoga. So when I go to yoga, of course, I meditate there. But I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. meditating every day and I'm not, I'm not even doing it like before I go to bed or anything. It's just not a part of my routine. If that works for you, that's freaking awesome. But it's, it's not mine. And so I want to show you that there's so many variations of wellness routines you can have. And the most important advice I can give you is to make sure that whatever that might be, and even if you feel like you can't do any of these things, although I would challenge you there, <laughs> um, you can still take five minute breaks throughout your day so that you can rest your mind and rest your body. Okay. So that's the biggest thing, but we're not done yet. So after dinner, after chilling, after playing music, whatever that might be, like I said, I will usually shower in the evening time. And if I'm going all out, I will take a bath. So I like to take warm Epsom salt baths. Now, especially if I do this, but also if I'm just getting in the shower, I will do some dry brushing. So whether I shower in the morning or the evening, I will do dry brushing before I get in the shower. And dry brushing basically is taking a dry brush. You can Google what that looks like. They're pretty cheap, pretty easy to get. You can order one off Amazon and going through the dry brushing exercise or ritual, whatever you want to call it. And the purpose of dry brushing is to assist with lymphatic drainage. So you've heard me talk about this a little. That's the same with the gua sha. Lymphatic drainage basically just helps you get rid of toxins, reduce puffiness, make sure that your lymph system and immune system is supported and working well. So that's what dry brushing does. You basically just take the dry brush and you go up your arm, up your legs. You want to bring everything towards your heart. You can totally just Google a video of how this works so that you have a better understanding of what I'm talking about (laughs) because I'm probably doing a really bad job explaining it via podcast, but it is a great exercise. Again, it takes about two to three minutes and I do it right before I hop into the shower or bath. 
Um, if we're being totally honest, I always like shower before I start my bath because I want to actually be clean in the bath. You feel me? Okay. So that, <laughs> so that's that. So I will do it before I get in the shower. And then if I'm going all out, I will also take a bath and I'll put Epsom salt in the bath. If I'm doing a bath, usually I'll bring a book into the bathtub um, or listen to a podcast, depending on what I'm feeling that day. Sometimes I will do a face mask and sometimes I will do a hair mask, but obviously none of those things are necessary. But warm Epsom baths are just super great to help get you relaxed, especially in the evening time to get into that parasympathetic nervous system mode and start to relax your body and prepare for bed. So usually in the bath, again, I will keep the lights pretty dim. I'll just try to relax, read a book, usually try to not be on my phone, especially if I am doing this closer to bed, which I most likely am because I try to turn off all technology about an hour before bed. Now, yes, sometimes I will be caught watching TV closer to like a half hour before bed, Um, but don't sue me, it's fine. We do our best. So usually, again, I will try to shut my phone off half hour to an hour before bed. I use the bedtime iPhone app on my phone, so that tells me 15 minutes, I think, before I go to bed and it puts my phone on do not disturb. But usually at that point, um, almost always at that point, I'm actually already in bed. So after I take a bath, I get out, get in my pajamas, put my moisturizer on, and then go into my room. And then I will get into bed. I will turn my salt lamp on. So I have a salt lamp. The reason I got that was actually because it's supposed to help purify the air with for allergies, which I have. And But it's really nice because... It serves as a great bedside lamp and something I can put on, turn all the other lights off in my room and put that on and still be able to read and see before I go to bed. And it's very relaxing. So the reason that I put my phone away and like turn on my pink salt lamp is because I want to get rid of the blue light. And blue light is what is emitted from our computers, phones, TV, that can keep us up and raise cortisol levels. So at night, either by using blue blocker glasses um, and or turning your phone or just like avoiding technology in the evening time, it can help our bodies to lower our cortisol and therefore be more ready to fall asleep and to get a restful sleep. So I talked about this a little bit in last week's episode, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But again, I'll put on that lamp, I'll hop into bed, I'll read my book, and that is kind of the last thing I do before I go to bed. So I always end the day reading my book in bed before I fall asleep. So usually I will read something that is not something that makes me have to think a lot. So um, basically like a fiction book. I'm reading Outlander right now, the Outlander series right now. And it's nice because I can just read a chapter. I don't get worked up or I don't get spinning with ideas and want to start working again. I'm able to just read it and then go to sleep. Now, if you are the kind of person who does find that they're getting to bed and they still are like reeling with ideas and they have so much that they want to do and so much that they're thinking of and it's really hard to fall asleep. There's a few things I recommend. The first big thing is to do a brain dump and just like literally put everything in your mind onto paper. So get your journal out, write out whatever is happening so that you know that, okay, it's there. I can deal with it in the morning. I don't have to actually act on this all right now, but I can still come back to it. 
Um, I also recommend trying out things like natural calm magnesium and CBD. These things can just help to relax us before bed. Find what works for you. Maybe talk to your doctor or your natural health practitioner if you have one and figure out what might be best for you. I'm just suggesting a few things that tend to work for me and tend to work for other people. So you might consider trying some of those if you're having a hard time relaxing before bed. But if you try out any of these things that I'm doing or if you get any inspiration from this wellness routine, especially in the evening part, that should help you fall asleep better too. The whole goal with my my um, nightly routine is to get me ready for bed and is to help me better be able to have a good night's sleep. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I don't function if I don't have enough sleep. So sleep is very, very important to me and it should be important to all of us. So that is my day in the life wellness routine edition. If I'm going out, sometimes I'll, you know, go to the city or just go out to see friends locally or sometimes even just be with family a little bit later. Then I usually will just change things up a little bit. I still try to avoid being on my phone and I will definitely bring my blue light blocker glasses with me wherever I am so that I can put those on in the evening time and still be able to like lower my cortisol and not raise it too high um, as I get closer to the bedtime hour. Now again, so if you are going out to late night gigs and it's hard for you to get home early every night, that's okay. Just do what you can. See if you can take some time before the gig to relax. See if you can maybe get some blue light blocker glasses so when you're on your way home and when you're, you know, getting ready for bed and you get home and trying to relax, you at least have that helping you. See if when you get home you can maybe have a cup of tea or a cup of natural calm magnesium drink and just take some time to calm the body down, to spend some time with yourself and to relax. And if you know you're going to go to bed a bit later, then you can also do things so that in the morning you are able to maybe sleep in a little bit more or take some time for yourself to ease into the day. So it's about really just being aware of what's going on. I know even last week I went to go see Mean Girls with my friend and vocal coach Joanne Hart and shout out to Joanne. (laughs) And so I was down in the city seeing a Broadway show kind of late, right? On a Wednesday in the middle of the week. So because I had the flexibility, I was able to not schedule anything super early in the morning so that I could take it a little bit slower on Thursday morning if I wanted to. Now, if you work full time, I understand that that maybe is not an option. If you have a gig or you have a show you're going to or you have a networking event and you have to be at work the next day, it's not always the option to sleep in. But think about what you can do for yourself. Can you meal prep the morning or evening before these two days so that you have all meals planned and you don't even have to think about it? Can you set your clothes out so that you're reducing thought, you're reducing time in the morning that you have to spend getting ready? Can you call in a favor from anyone who can maybe help you do something or help you save time during the time where you might be a little bit overwhelmed or you might have less time to sleep and get stuff done? Like I've walked you through here, life is not perfect. Things will come up. I don't go to bed at the same time every day and wake up at the same time every day. I don't have my phone away exactly at the same time every night and I don't read my book for exactly the same amount or this, that, or the other thing. Things change, right? But for me, it's just about doing my best. Now I've given you a look into what my wellness routine looks like and I hope through the way, you've gotten some inspiration for how you can create a routine that really works for you. 
Now, again, I wanted to show in this episode that you don't have to wake up at the crack of dawn in order to do wellness or in order to be successful, and you don't have to go to bed at 8 p.m. in order to do it either. There is absolutely a way to make it work for you. So create something that you can do on your average day. Create something that works for you on what most days look like. And then when something comes up or on nights where you're out late or on nights where things are a little bit different or mornings where things are a little bit different, just simply adjust from there. So I hope this episode was helpful and that you can move forward making adjustments or implementing new things into your routine that will serve you. Be sure to screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram at Katie Zaccardi and at Out To Be Podcast when you share it on your stories. I would love to hear your thoughts and I want to hear what was most impactful for you in this episode and what wellness routine you're going to start to implement into your routine. That's all from me this week and I will talk to you guys next week. (laughs) 